0: welcome to the getting my act together podcast for friday december 10 2021 i am recording this in the a.m hell yes that's when i want to record these podcasts that's when i'm at my best that's when i'm most optimistic and sharp and not cynical and bitter and jaded (laughs) Which I have to fight off later on in the evening, and I don't want to put that into a podcast. Lord knows there's enough moaning about things in the world. You don't need to hear any more of that from me. But this is where I want to be. I want to be recording this podcast in the morning with a hot cup of coffee. Looking forward to a great interaction with the people that listen to this podcast, and also a bright day ahead. So, that's me. I'm pretty excited that I'm recording this in the morning. I had a smoothie. I think if you would calculate the um, the dollars spent on the ingredients in the smoothie, it might have been like a $42 smoothie. But this smooth this this morning, I made a smoothie Dad I wiped my nose. I wiped. Here's what I did. I wiped my daughter's nose. I buttoned her sweater. I gave her to her mom. I went back to sleep for an hour. Her mom dropped her off at school. I woke up. I had the house to myself. Not like I wanted that, but the house was to myself. And I went and made a smoothie with these ingredients. Frozen cherries. Oatmeal. Raw oatmeal that I poured in there. Cucumber. Some old apples. Old apple slices. Baby spinach. I'm losing... There's another vegetable in there. Cucumber, baby, sp- all right, let me start from the bottom. I'm sorry, and and bear with me here. Frozen cherries, oatmeal, baby spinach, cucumbers, some punty old apples. That's it. Fresh strawberries, two fresh strawberries, almond milk and then on top sort of unifying the taste of all those things and quite frankly a lot of the times covering up for the vegetable taste one banana that was almost brown and it was delicious so i have i like to have a smoothie in the morning not every morning i am inclined like you to be like oh wow i've Eaten very poorly for four days. Why don't I try to put everything healthy in my home into one cup and that will solve it all? So that's kind of what I did this morning. And it was delicious. It was delicious. And I didn't even, you didn't even, I didn't even cheat and put yogurt in it, which is (laughs) just sugar. Anyway, glad to be recording this. Speaking of recording the podcast, I. Might have been buzzed when I recorded it on Monday night and then, or Sunday night. And just the last podcast, which was called, it's about that song. It's like Applebee's on a Tuesday night. And I know that's not the line. The line is, it's like Applebee's on a date night. Something in a da 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 Fancy-like. When I recorded that, I recorded it Sunday evening. And I must have been buzzed when I went to put it into, or not paying attention, one of of the two. Let's go with the not paying attention explanation. When I put it into the Anchor Spotify software, which if we have an opportunity to discuss Spotify later, maybe I will. (laughs) But I set the, normally I try to, I have the podcast come out, as you know, Tuesdays and Fridays, but I inadvertently that is without uh, intending to i set the podcast to come out monday morning so when you hear this if you're hearing it on friday you will not have heard from me from four, for 4 days and i got to be honest i think that's better for you i really do i i mean i like i like to miss someone a little bit like hey i haven't heard from them in 4 or 5 days I don't necessarily, so what I'm saying is the cadence of the podcast seemed to be, I don't know why I did the two, because I wanted to, I, so it comes out on Tuesdays and Fridays, right? Why? Well, Tuesday, because, why? Because, uh, probably because Bill Burr, who I just looked at the most popular podcast, his is one of them and it comes out on Monday and Thursday. So I was like, oh, I'll just, I'm not going to bite his style totally. <laughs> I'll just bite it 85% of the way and do Tuesday and Friday. I don't know how much, how often like Joe Rogan's podcast comes out. I know they're like three hours long, and I'm never gonna do that to you. Uh, But good for you that you can listen to, to that. Well, it's more interesting than what you're fucking prattling on about, yeah, J O. So I, I just got, and I also feel like I didn't want to, as I said earlier, I didn't want to have like one. Here come, here's the weekly podcast every Wednesday. Like I wanna. That would be too much, I don't want to say pressure on me, but I would feel like I needed to deliver a higher quality. <laughs> I guess that is pressure, what I'm talking about. I would If I did it just once a week, I, I think it would make it too big of a thing. Like, I have to do the podcast now. As opposed to doing it twice a week, talk a little bit of shit. Some things I'm really interested in. Other things are just light and breezy. But... The cadence, as you know, sets up in the middle of the week where there's just, I, you hear from me on Tuesday, and then it's Wednesday, Thursday, and you hear from me on Friday. And you're probably nodding your head vigorously saying, yeah, it's too much for us as well. But the podcast experts say the podcast will come out the same time, same day, every fucking week, blah, blah, blah. But is that true? Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. Somebody, yes, it is a person who knows a lot less about it than the experts. But if you're already listening, don't you I don't know, do you let me here's and I know, I don't want to say I I don't want to start with a negative presumption and say I know you're not going to write into the podcast and let me know at yes, Smith at com, or via Instagram, you can message me and I will go look at if if I don't follow you, I'll go look at the uh, those messages. Or you can you know what you can do, you can communicate like 15 underscore versus underscore 15 does and just share your thoughts via your review. Like that's how he communicates to me. It's kind of we have a bit of a code thing, where he communicates to me through his reviews. And I appreciate that. But I would really like to know, does it matter that like, on Friday morning, you hear a new podcast from me? Or? are you all behind Now I'm trying to think this through like certainly there are people who listen to all of them and are waiting for the next one to come out Doesn't matter does it matter I guess what I'm saying is does it matter if it comes out the same day You tell me that Does it matter if like oh I can't wait to listen to the getting my act together podcast to see what he says about 15 underscore and his neighbor with all the signs in his yard I can't wait that's how I celebrate my Friday morning Maybe it is and if it is, I want to be very respectful of that. And I don't want to stick f- around and be like, oh, no, dude, I'm just gonna do it every four days. But what I'm getting at is, can I do it? And I'll, I'll think about it for myself. And maybe as I'm, I thought it would be a no brainer, like why don't I just put it out when I was having my smoothie this morning. <laughs> I was pulling on my chin and my putt and having a smoothie, thinking about, will the listeners be okay with this once every four days? Or do you want it regimented every Tuesday or Friday? And of course, the smart-ass correct answer is, we don't want it at all. <laughs> We're just waiting to see how long you're going to do it. Or we want it once a week. Well, what's the punk rock thing? The punk rock thing is to do what's true to myself and in my heart, and that is once every four days feels like a good rhythm. Once every the Tuesday, Friday, it just seems like a short turnaround a little bit. But I don't know, you hear me thinking it through live, we're getting it live, we're getting it, we're getting it together right now online in my head, would every four days be okay, or you're like, no man, like, put it out every Friday, every four days would be, alright, you hear this on Friday, next one comes out, Sunday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, boom, then when? Wednesday, thursday friday saturday i don't know i guess i suppose the answer is it should come out at the at the same time but what might what i kind of feel like speaking to my heart is every four days feels a little more natural because it gives you a little time to miss me for fuck's sake right i don't want to i get enough of myself and i can only imagine what it's like for a stranger or not a stranger, but someone who knows me through the podcast or through stand-up or whatever it is. As I've said before, a podcast is a great way for people who know you well to like you less. Because <laughs> they really, they hear all the things that maybe you don't tell them frequently. But on the flip side, it's a great way for people who didn't know you to like you. Because they get you warts and all. So... Thank you to the new people who support the podcast, and apologies to the friends and family members that I've lost in the process (laughs) of having the podcast. I don't know. Every four days seems... Let me know your thoughts if you have any, and and I will pull on my chin. I will pull on my chin. We are going to go... I don't know if you have travel plans, but we are going to... As you know, we we did our big cross-country flight over Thanksgiving, and we are going to go to Miami, so we're going to fly to Miami before Christmas, like we're going to take a few days off the week before Christmas. We will have Christmas in Atlanta, where, you know what, that's where Christmas started, in Atlanta, Georgia. We're going to go to Miami for a few nights, and we need to do something with our dogs. Because we want to be in the warm weather. We don't want to take a five-hour flight with a toddler who does well for 80% of the flight. And this, daughter, we are raising a goddamn strong-willed woman. That's what I want. But man, <laughs> but goddamn, she loves to, That's she's a toddler, but she is fucking hard-headed which someday i'm gonna be like hell yeah girl tell everybody to go fuck themselves but right now it's a lot of telling her mother and me to go fuck ourselves <laughs> i was telling my wife this morning how adaptive it is that i almost immediately forget the daily rejection that i get from her like i've told you how in my home my daughter if this is if this is the, this is the Metaphor, this is the model, I guess. My daughter Imagine her as a MAGA supporter, right? Wearing a red, imagine a grown, imagine an adult wearing a red hat with a statement on it, okay? That's that's what a MAGA supporter does. That's, that's how MAGA supporters communicate their viewpoints. They put a hat on it with a statement, just like, you know, a hat that says, I'm number one. Their hats are red and they're written in white. They say, make America great again. That's how they're communicating where they stand. Imagine, so imagine that one of those people is my daughter. And you know who that person worships? That might be a strong word. Loves, admires, respects, supports envies idolizes whatever those people do to Donald Trump that's what my child does to my wife so in this situation my daughter is a grown adult who wears a hat with a statement on it like it's like walking around with a fucking bumper sticker on your face is what it's like here's here's my statement it's in a hat all right, okay, that's where we are. I get it. I, I have a podcast, dude. I'm I'm trying to share my thoughts as well. But I'm not trying to, you know, brilliant. Hats off to you, no pun intended. You, you got it across. Did they know the acronym was going to go like that? Did they know MAGA would be it? If so, just absolutely brilliant. I tip my cap to you. And maybe I've said this, maybe I haven't. But when MAGA became a thing in 2015, 16, whenever that was, I honestly thought it was some of that anime bullshit that I have manga. That's what, manga, manga? Manga? Something that has like existed at the Mount Olympus of the cultural zeitgeist outside of me. I know it's a huge thing, I guess. <laughs> at least I heard that from open micers over the years. But that's what I really thought. When I first heard MAGA, I thought it was... I thought it was anime. I didn't, I didn't... And so I was like, oh, this doesn't have anything to do with me. Turns out it had a lot to do with me, um, but it was sort of done to me. I, I, Anyway. So if my daughter is an adult... All right, you get the fucking idea. My daughter's a MAGA supporter. My wife is Trump. Okay? There's only one person for me to be in this house. And that is Mike Pence. So... If Trump is not around, you know, Pence assumes the office of the presidency, right? That's who I am. And you know what? The MAGA supporters in my house, the MAGA supporter child, in the absence of Trump, is very respectful of Pence (laughs) and appreciates what Pence brings to the table as vice president. But if 45 is around, then I am the Pence of January 6th, 2021. By the way, everybody looking forward to. Is that going to be a fucking holiday? I'm curious to see if it's going to be a holiday. I sense that it will, a federal holiday. Anyway, I'm Pence and the amount of rejection when my wife is around that i experience from my daughter is tremendous at times i want i change poopy i want mama to change it hey girl do you want me to do this i want mama to do this hey girl it's me the guy with the blue tie what do you think about uh you know not storming the capitol i want to go talk to baba but what's adaptive is how quickly I re- I re- I uh, forget that. That's like nature. Like, cause for another person, you'd be like, "Hey, fuck off, then. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna make any more offers." But I just keep showing up like a dummy. Hey, girl, want me to change your diaper? Hey, girl, I'll get you out of bed. Is Baba here? No. And then she's like, "All right, I'll go with you, Pence." <laughs> anyway, I have a wonderful toddler who I'm very fond of, even though I am. Second in command, <laughs> and occasionally she wants to kill me, like, like uh, you know they wanted to kill the vice president. Did how are we going to celebrate January sixth each year? Is there going to be like a civil war reenactment or just a civil war every year to celebrate January sixth? Fascinated, can't wait to see. I'm sure it'll be good for the country moving forward. Anyway, we don't want to take the girl on a goddamn five-hour plane ride again. Anytime soon. But it's really not about that. Like, if that's a big schlep. It's a big financial commitment, flying out to the West Coast and not having to, but kind of having to rent an Airbnb, rent a car. It's a lot. It's a lot. And it's a lot of girl on plane, like I said. So the solution is to go on a one-hour flight to Miami, where it's up, down, go play in the hopefully warm ocean for a couple minutes, and then fly back like like a few nights. What I was trying to get to earlier is I have to board the dogs. Uh, We have two dogs who sometimes appear on the podcast, and they can't just stay at the house by themselves. So we have to send them somewhere. And the place we usually send them only has availability for like 70% of the time or 80% of the time we're going to be gone. So I said to the guy, It's a family-run business. They're great. I love everybody except the old man that I talk to on the phone. They have the least customer-aware person doing all their customer relations, which is, you know what that is? It's a sign of how well-run the business is because people don't give a fuck. I I don't give a fuck. I still use them, even though I hate talking to this old man every single time. He makes it so hard to want to spend money with him. He's like, I can take them from this date until this date. And I said, great, we'll take those. Uh, I just need that l- those last whatever, night and a half, something like that, two nights. And he said, I can't do it. And I said, okay, I understand. May I just please gently ask for an asterisk to put there in case somebody you know, drops out or an availability comes? And he goes, I already have a waiting list. I said okay, and he's, you know, fine. I got it. Waiting list. I'm just saying because they're going to be there. I already have a waiting list. I said okay, I got you. And he goes, did you hear me? And I'm like, I almost said, motherfucker. I heard you. And then he goes, okay, so uh, this is this is boring, and it's just me <laughs> being pissed that he's uh, that that there's no availability for the goddamn two nights that I need it. Why? Well, because. It starts with us making a last-minute plan to go to Miami and not boarding the goddamn dogs. So maybe we're going to have to ask neighbor with the signs in his yard to, uh, you know, come over and feed the dogs. Or maybe ask someone like Uncle Nick to stay at the house. And um, anyway, this guy just drives me crazy. Because what he'll do is he'll never say thank you. This is really what I hate about him. As someone who used to work in (laughs) customer service... The customer is not always right. I know that. But the customer is always the customer. That is true. The customer is not always right. And I am sufficiently old that I like when I'm spending money at a place. I know this is anachronistic. I like when I'm spending money, the person who takes my fucking money to say thank you. Are you giving me, are are you exchanging something for this that I should thank you for? Yes. Thank you for the cup of coffee. Thank you for the slice of pizza. Thank you for boarding my dog's. But I still, as the consumer, feel like the business should thank you, because if you stop going to business, they're gonna fucking go away. I can get another pizza, piece of pizza from somewhere else. This man though will never say thank you, and because I was raised maladaptively to thank fucking everybody and say please too much, I say, mm, I have to bite my. He's like, okay, got you down, and I'm, and and I have to you know, at the end of the reservation process. He goes, okay, I got you down. I'm like, okay. Because what I'm trying to do is manage my expectations. I know he is not going to thank me. So I don't want to be a sucker who thanks him. Is this, this is going to solve all our problems, isn't it? (laughs) This is going to answer the gun question in the United States of America. This old man and I having a, by the way, some day we'll talk about guns. Here's my feeling on guns. It's like people who don't like sports. Like, I don't feel all that strongly about guns one way or the other. If you want to have a gun to protect yourself, do your goddamn thing. I just feel like guns are like part of my life. Like it was like it's like if you don't like sports and you have to watch the goddamn Super Bowl every day, or be every day they're talking about the Super Bowl in the paper. You're like, I don't give a shit about this. I mean, I have thoughts about it, but I really I'm being forced to be involved in this. Like ESPN, at least is a channel, like you don't like sports, you can fucking go away from it. Guns. I, I can't. It's just always in my face. And uh, it's, it's just too much. This old man and I are not trying to solve the gun question in the United States of America. We're not even trying to uh, identify the problem set. What we're doing is we're simply have a a standoff that he doesn't even know is happening. Because I say, all right, you got us down? He says, yes, I do. And I said, I almost thank him, but I say, okay. And then he says, okay. This morning, no lie, we did it three times. He said, okay. And I said, okay. And he goes, okay. And I said, sounds good. And he goes, terrific. Bye. Isn't that amazing? And you know what? I'm sure he doesn't even realize the pettiness of this. I do because I'm petty. It happens when I get a slice of pizza from Fellini's. Can I get a slice to go? You may. What do you want? I'll get one slice of Fellini special. If I'm with the girl, I'm going to get a slice of cheese for her. And I'm going to eat 85% of that one too. Okay. Can I get a name for the order? Joe. All right. Ready in 15 minutes. Okay. 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 See you then. Okay. Great. Okay. (laughs) No one says thank you anymore. What a baby I am. What a baby I am. Who says please and thank you? Why should, why should I be telling my daughter to this? Because it's something I value, I guess. But it's Again, I'm raising my daughter to not be a good fit in the environment. My daughter, I'll tell you what. I talk a lot about this program about limerick comedy. And I'll tell you what. These two shows that I do regularly, and I don't do the Wednesday night show. I host the Laughing Skull Lounge open mic on Wednesday. And I do the limerick, meaning I book it and I host it on Tuesday, you should come see these shows, not for me just for the their bangers the show last night at the Laughing Skull Lounge was, this Wednesday night at the Laughing Skull is a, it's a fucking hot show we have there, and it's because of the crowd, and it's because of the comics and it's because Nick Murphy closes every show, I'm hosting Michael Manzak runs a good show There are a lot of good local comics. We get big hitters. It's a Wednesday night open mic at the Laughing Skull. It's a great time. You should come over and check it out. But last night was berserk. Berserk. I I made one off-the-cuff comment. I mean, I made a lot of off-the-cuff comments. But I said something later in the show where a guy mentioned he was from the Ukraine and he was talking about his people. And I said, I came out and I was like, and you know, spare a thought for... His people because they're about to get throttled by Russia. You know, I, I pay attention to a little a global event. I know Uncle Joe had to have a chat with the world's wealthiest man, Putin, or close to it. Now he's not as wealthy as those tech guys, but he's got. <laughs> Capitalism and privatization was good for Vladimir Putin. Anyway, I know that Russia's always fucking around with Ukraine, and I said that. I just said it. I said, you know, give it up for this guy's people. They're about to you know, take it on the nose (laughs) from the bear from, from Russia. And this OG who over 60 years old in the fourth row yells out there are only 90,000 people like, well, yeah, fuck them then. (laughs) Like, why don't we just run them over with tanks? And I think the Ukraine's got a lot more than 90,000 people. But it was just hilarious that this guy just sitting there on his hands all night enjoying the show and then he just hollers out like, fuck the Ukraine essentially. And that's, I I highlight that just to sort of suggest these shows are ridiculous. They're so fun. The audience has a blast. The comics are having a good time. I'm having fun. Bartender. So really you should come to the Laughing Skull every Wednesday. I I don't promote that show enough because I feel why. Because I feel like if I, promote it too, if I promote it too much, it sounds like it's more of mine than it actually is, and, and it's not. I'm, I'm part of a, a big machine there, but it's real. The, the, anyway, the shows on Wednesdays are really good. If you're a comic and you're trying to do the Laughing Skull open mic, when you send in your, your request, say, hey, I'd love to do that Wednesday, the Wednesday one with Joe. would be fun. Uh, it's, a, it's a good time. And and Nick works the door, and he closes out, and he murders every time, and the last night was no exception. He he got in some great riffing with the crowd, and it was a bloodbath. So it's a really fun show. It'll come over every Wednesday at You know, if you can't come on Wednesday, Laughing Skull does open mics Monday and Tuesday as well. So those those are great shows. But the Tuesday night at Limerick, I told you about the lineup. You know, from the drop, Tim Maggard put his fucking foot in it. And it was a good crowd. Shout out to y'all Limerick regulars who who I know listen, some of y'all listen to the podcast and come over. You really make a goddamn comedy show. A show is so much better in a bar when there are people there to see comedy, and not just people in the bar who all of a sudden are having comedy done to them. That's That's not fair for anybody. Because If you're drinking in a bar for two or three hours and all of a sudden some people are starting to talk on stage and through a mic, you're like, hey man, why don't you shut the fuck up? Now I have to talk louder to be over your amplified system, but more and more the people who show up at Limerick on Tuesday are there to see comedy. And for those of you who do that, thank you so much. And the more you grow in numbers... The more you drown out <laughs> the, the regulars, <laughs> I don't mean I, I don't mean the comedy regulars. I just mean the, it's just a better show. It's a better show when most people are to see comedy, and that's how it was on Tuesday night, from Tim Maggard all the way through to Damon Sumner who closed out the show, and killed. It was it was a really really good time, and I was strategic in my drinking that night. This is going somewhere. I was strategic in my drinking. Every once in a while at Limerick, 90% of the time, I drive to Limerick and I drive home. And on those nights that I drive, I usually have a, a pint of Guinness and then half of a harp. So that's a drink and change over whatever it is, three hours. And then I drive home, sober, all good, everything nice and easy. But there are 10 percent of the time where I'm like, this is going to be one of those limericks, or that's where I am in my in my own drinking cycle, where tonight I might have more than that. I might have a Guinness and a harp and a half, and a you know a little whip of Jameson. All of a sudden, I'm at three and a half, four drinks. I don't want to be driving then, even over four hours. I'm not that guy who's like, well, I've only been, I've, I had that this time. Fuck all that. If you have, if I have three. I don't want to drive. I just don't. I don't want to think about it. I told you that in the last, on the last podcast. So on Tuesday, I was sort of at a, I was like, this kind of feels like it could be one of those ten percent nights, where I have you know a few. But I it was kind of on the fence, and ultimately I decided I wasn't really feeling like tying one on or, or drinking, you know, more than one and a half. So, I drove, and I drove home. And I'm glad for that because when I got home and I walked into the, my room, our bedroom is next to my daughter's room, my daughter's door was open, our door was open, and my wife started talking to me immediately at like one in the morning. Like, this is not a good sign because normally everybody is sound asleep as they fucking should be, as I told them to be. My dad is going to have a Guinness, you two go to sleep. But this night they were awake and my daughter, my wife said, there is a little bear in here with us and she's going to go back into her room. And I, I was flummoxed. (laughs) By the way, you hear in the throat? (coughs) Excuse me. That is the, that's COVID. That's um, uh, Omarion or whatever, Omicron. That is the illness that I the cold that I had in California, which got better, which is like almost back to as bad as it was in California. But it's not. And did I go out Wednesday night? Did I go out Tuesday night? Did I spread germs? Yes. Was everybody out in public grown and aware of the risks that they were taking? Yes. And thank you very much for the person who sent me a fucking note about limerick. Do you enforce masks and vaccines? If so, I'd be much more likely to show up. Like, what are we doing here? We're two years in the goddamn pandemic. Get a vaccination. I'm not interested in protecting people who aren't vaccinated. And I don't really understand what doing masks and vaccinations insisting on that would would make other than a fucking shitty comedy show with a bunch of rule followers. (laughs) I want the virus in Limerick. I'm just saying it's it's people have decided what they're going to do. And I'm not And certainly Limerick and Laughing Skull and every other business in Georgia seemingly has decided grown people are going to do grown people things or they're going to do childish things. And that's the way it's going to happen. But sorry, Limerick is not going to ever be (laughs) masks and vax cards like it's just that's, that's an upside down. But I appreciate that. And and the person meant, well, I'm sure, like, I'd be more likely to attend. Well, okay, I know that now, and, you know, I guess I'll never see you. Or maybe, maybe they're saying they're already likely, and they'll be even more likely. Anyway, I have germs in my body, and when I got home from Limerick the other night, my wife said, there's a little bear in our bed. And I was like truth be told, I got home at 1am, I was looking forward to having a quarter of a glass of red wine to unwind, let all the limerick chaos and life bleed away from me, a quick shower, a quarter glass of red wine and go to bed. But all of a sudden, plans change because there is a girl up and the girl who and this is unprecedented, by the way, the proverbial she gets up and comes into our bed. First of all, Imagine if I came in a little banged up and got dropped off by, Lyft, and I, like, whoa, what's going on here, ladies? What the fuck, you know, you looking to, you keep going or what? So I was, gl- I was, very glad that I was sober. But then, she, she let Pence take over, and I tried to, I put her back in bed, my wife, because if Trump gets up with her, the daughter, the girl's gonna be up forever because Trump's the most. Im- Important, interesting thing in her life. So, I had her from one one a.m. till like three thirty. I would hold her and whisper to her, try to put her back in, and she just kept getting out of bed and, and like wanting to just be up for the day, get up and read books and turn on the light. And I'm like, dude, this is we can't do this. But also, you can't be a hard ass in that situation because the more you make it a confrontation the more she is going to push back against that, right? That makes sense, what I'm saying? The more you make it a thing, she's going to be like, okay, this is a thing for them, and I'm going to dig into it. And I don't want that. So it got to the point where I was like, I put her back in like five times, I changed the poopy, I changed the pee like, we've done all we can. She, she's in the, she loves to change her clothes, so she... Pulled all her clothes out. She's like trying to put on a bathing suit, and and it's two forty-five a.m. I even took her out. I took her out in the front yard, and I was and you know whispering like, "Hey, look, girl, look. Do you see all these people? You see where those people are across the street? Are they? What are they doing? They're sleeping. What are those people doing? They're sleeping. What is neighbor with the signs in his yards doing? He's sleeping. They're all everybody's sleeping. That's what we're supposed to be doing now." Creating the norm of sleeping. Let's go back into our room. And then I put the blanket on her. And two minutes later, the light's on. And she's partying with her animals and books. And it's okay for her to be in there by herself doing that. But eventually she gets out and she goes in the kitchen. She gets her stool. She turns the light on. And we can't have that. Meaning, like, there's probably shit she could, you know, she could pull the coffee pot down on herself and break glass. Like, we can't just let her run loose in the house. So, good parenting in that I randomly did not get shit-faced that night. But then I had her from like 1 until 3.30, and I said to my wife, I'm, I'm out of... And my wife was like in and out of sleep. I'm like, I'm, I'm out of options here. And she said, well, I'll go give it a shot. So, I don't know what happened after that, because I went to sleep. <laughs> no, my wife went in there from 3.30 until like 5.30, when the girl finally went to sleep for two and a half hours and then went and then went to school so uh, trump solved it again he got it done she got it done which was uh i so i'm there there i am at two forty five in the morning yeah parenting i'm not like pissed or anything but i would like to go to sleep and i'd like her to be asleep and you know predictability in the environment and all that but i was thinking at a.m like Oh my God, I have to have the whole day and then I'm going to the laughing school lounge. That seems so far away, but it worked out because the girl slept a little bit from 5.30 to 8. I got to sleep during that window as well when my wife took her to school and it all worked out. And that's one parenting time where I got away. Well, I didn't get away with it because I wasn't, I wasn't buzzed. It would have been like got away with like, I was crippled and I got home and, uh, and I would have gotten away with it if what? Well, if, 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 if I would have dodged a bullet, something bad would not have happened to her. I just don't want her to like, see me. Like, but, but, and she's so... See me, like, hey, drunk dad comes in the room. Well, fucking don't get shit-faced then. Point taken, everyone. Um, but as I put her back in, she was like, how was comedy show? I was like, it was a great one. Damon ripped and he was in the crowd doing hilarious riffing and crowd work. Damon Summer is a really good comic. You should check him out. And that podcast they have called Fourth and Ten is very good and very popular. So do check them out. One other note about, and also I don't want to be the, the person, like I mentioned last time, if you're going to drink and drive, don't hit another person who might have had a couple drinks because then they can get in trouble. That's just, that I can't get my head around that. The fact that, if I'm minding my business at a stoplight and a drunk driver hits me, the cop's like, have you been drinking? Like, what the fuck does that have to do with me, man? I'm, I, I, I understood the assignment. I'm doing my job. <laughs> this fucker hit me. Whether I had any drinks or not doesn't have anything to do with it. It's like the doctor saying, did you use a condom? Like, I didn't. He's like, well, then you have an STD. That, you're, you're making the effect the cause, sir. You can't do that. Similarly, I got home from the Laughing Skull last night at, you know, it's a much earlier night than the limerick. I got home from Laughing Skull at like 10.20. I come in like a thief in the night. Everyone's asleep. Sound asleep. Dogs are asleep. Baby is asleep. Wife is asleep. It's all happening. Now I can treat myself to my glass of red wine (laughs) and pull on my chin and wonder, should we do it every four days or not? And... Fifteen minutes after I'm home, immersed in the scene, the dogs go crazy. And my wife stirs. And my wife's like, what's going on? Did you just get home? I'm like, no, I didn't just fucking get home. These motherfucking dogs are barking because I poked my head out. My goddamn neighbors across the street just got out of their Uber because they went and got bundled on a Wednesday night. So it's... I thought about it It, it, like it's uncanny that I was just talking about a drunk driver hitting you and you getting in trouble. Their late-night carousing and getting out of the Uber caused my dogs to go up, which makes me look like I caused the whole goddamn thing. And the moral of the story, I think, is I'm a victim. (laughs) Aren't I? (laughs) Anyway. The good news is... My wife went back to sleep. The great news is my daughter stayed asleep through all that. And I was able to take a shower, relax, have my half glass of wine, <laughs> and drift off to bliss, and then get up this morning and make a smoothie. And wow, what a wonderful life I have. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And I've been watching parts of this Netflix documentary called 14 Peaks. Shout out to Nims Purja. You know that I like these climbing documentaries. There's a, if you're interested, there's a, A podcast way back called Tommy Caldwell where I I talk about the list Um, this guy Nims is pretty strong he climbs fort the all 14 of the world's 8,000 meters and above mountains like Mount Everest and Annapurna and uh, K2 he climbs them all which like the greatest climber of all time did in 15 years He climbs them all in like six months. Or he he tries to. I'm not going to tell you what happens. Eh. Plot twist, he dies on the second mountain. (laughs) No, he doesn't. Uh, But he's an an amazing guy and he's trying to put it on for Nepal. Because the Sherpas, who help wealthy Westerners get up Mount Everest, they don't get a lot of the shine. But he's trying to throw light on his people because he's Nepalese. And... It's, it's pretty cool. So I, I, I have a little half glass of wine, watch watch the this man, 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 Nims Persia go up these mountains. It's pretty cool, and you might find it interesting. And like I said, I'm, I'm interested in these climbing documentaries. I'm going to let you go now because, I, quite frankly, I want to find out if 15 underscore 15 has left a new review, and, and I really hope that he has. In the meantime, let me know how you feel about the every four days or if you wanted to come out at a regular... Like, no, dude, it's got to be every Friday. And what you do after, maybe it could be that, like every Friday and then a floating, that doesn't make sense either. But I hope you have a great weekend and I look forward to speaking with you probably Tuesday. I should say Tuesday. No, I'll, I'll speak to you on Tuesday uh, until we formalize something with this um, every four days or not. I want you to be part of the process, okay? I don't want to, I'm not an autocrat. But have a great weekend, and uh, if you're fucking drinking and driving, dude, do it well, all right? Don't hit anybody, and, and don't get injured yourself. All right, talk to you soon.